Hey, welcome. You're listening to A Certain Degree. My name is Nick Jorgudiu. This episode aired on WPRK on October 26, 2020. It is the Halloween episode number 202. It's not the 202nd Halloween episode. It's the 202nd episode of this show, and it happens to be the Halloween episode. I hope that's clear. Enjoy and leave the lights on. I mean, unless you want to save electricity, in which case you can turn them off because it's just audio. You don't really need the lights on either way. Either way. Welcome. You're listening. Boo a certain degree. I'm Nick Chorgudio, and that's probably as funny as this episode's going to be. I'm kidding. It's going to be really funny. You know why? This is a Halloween episode, and that means zombies. That means scary movies and that means some of my favorite people from past episodes talking about those very subjects you will be hearing me pitch some very smart wonderful orlando residents with some very very bad scary movie ideas i'll also be asking them how they feel about zombies because who doesn't like to hear a different perspective on zombies in terms of you know maybe there's a positive spin there there's not a positive spin there Let's start out with Rhett Withy as I pitch him a movie about something so scary you can't see it coming. Fog. Fog. Yeah. Visibility is lessened. Sound is diffused. Mm-hmm. It smells like water. Mm-hmm. A fog descends on a small central Florida city. Do people start mysteriously disappearing? Are you asking me? Are, are they? They're not. Oh. Do pets or livestock mysteriously disappear? Okay. No. No. Do clowns appear? No. Also no. Okay. Yeah. The fog just appears and sticks around. It becomes part of the lives of all the residents, and they get used to it. In fact, it becomes a part of the allure of the city. Like, people want to go and see this crazy fog that isn't going away because there's a mystery to it. There's sort of, uh, you know, almost a mysticism mm-hmm. to it. Like, why is it happening? What's causing it? Come see it for yourself. And so gift shops start selling fog-related merchandise, theme parks incorporated into their rides. <laughs> but then the obvious happens, mm. fog saturation. Mm. And I don't mean rain. I mean, like, people just yeah, get sick of tired. Like, yeah, it's it was the new thing, and now it's not. It's the new normal. Yeah. So city leaders, tourism officials, and others gather to come up with a plan. What are they going to do? First up, obvious, they train and release thousands of birds to just sort of sit around and look ominously at people okay they don't attack they don't do anything else but the birds plus the fog fog's still pretty mysterious now you got these birds around yeah people start coming back Mm -hmm. not for long novelty wears off eventually and they have to up the ante again next up Mm -hmm. puppets puppets randomly appearing too scary so they dial it back a little bit yeah it turns out people are pretty interested in uh, abandoned insane asylums. Okay. Yeah. So they start putting those up. And it's what's interesting is they raise property values for some reason. <laughs> so we start importing. The city starts, I say we because obviously I'm thinking of Orlando. Yeah. Uh, so the city starts importing uh, insane, abandoned insane asylums Just from all over the U.S. Picking them up. Just and picking up the them. whole thing and yeah. moving it here. 
Uh, next, the city looks to commission technology uh, that will allow us to speak with the dead because, you know, again, you got the birds, you got the insane asylums, mm -hmm. you have the fog, mm -hmm. let's talk with dead people, and they do, except that it's kind of boring. Like, the dead are, you know, not very exciting, they're yeah. kind of long-winded, they mostly just want to talk to us. Kind of whiny. Little bit navel-gazy, yeah. uh, which is funny because they don't have navels anymore because, <laughs> you know, they're dead. Uh, so... Community leaders eventually realize this level of one-upmanship isn't sustainable. So you can't just keep creating scarier things like, are you going to bioengineer gremlins? Mm -hmm. Are you going to create a literal gateway to hell? Mm. Um, and actually, they do. The problem is that so many people come that the demons create their own theme park, and then mm. there's some competition there, so they close the gateway. Yeah. So that's not. Tourists stop coming. Mm. People start moving away. Ironically... It becomes a ghost town. Oh. And scene. And credits. Roll credits. Whatever it is that you do at the end of a movie. Mm. I don't know. Maybe the fog turns to acid. Like, everybody moves out and the fog turns to acid. I um, I think the fog should... I, I didn't know how to end this movie. I'll be honest with you. You got to do the post credit scene. Okay. That sets up the, the fog universe. Yep. But the, the fog is a... Uh, something that is so out of our comprehension mm -hmm. that we can't see it. So the fog is a result of something that we can't even comprehend. Oh, okay. Like the, like an ant can't comprehend how big and massive people are. You know, you know I have a lot of ant listeners. I think, you know, denigrating them I'm, I don't, that way. That's a microaggression. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Very <laughs> microaggression. <laughs> But maybe that's what maybe that's what the twist is. Okay, so something to think about as you're listening to these other bad business ideas. You may want to come back to this okay. as a, a movie you want to produce. I love it. You want to find the funding for that sort of thing. Yeah, maybe direct. That'd be great. I mean, really, directing is just is just art directing. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Let's call it that. I mean, the good thing about zombies is... You the could, good thing yeah, about zombies yeah, the, the, is... The great thing about zombies is, I mean, you could literally, like, if you have, you have like, a katana or something, you just want to go slashing, I mean, you could literally just go slash some zombies. So, I mean, think about it. There's a good I, side to I this. I didn't realize this. So somebody mentioned that as an exercise motivation, uh, zombies are great because if you think about the zombie apocalypse is coming, you need to get on the treadmill oh, yeah. and run faster. But what you're saying is turning that around and going, if you need to get some aggression out. Absolutely. You want to practice your samurai skills? I mean, take there you it go. Out on the zombies. You got zombies just coming. They're right there. They're in your front yard. Boom. Hmm. And I'm going to I'm gonna play the, uh, you know, the, the idea that, you know, the original concept of the zombie from voodoo religion. I like that idea because you ever seen Weekend at, the best zombie movie ever is Weekend at Bernie's <laughs> 2 because it, it, if you play something or you do something, you can raise the dead to do your bidding. Yeah. So like if I like let's say Brian died all of a sudden I can like play like a like a Van Halen song and he would just start like cleaning my house or something. Oh, be that great, would work. You know yeah, I mean? good point. Like so so zombies so stop for that part of zombies. Smell the roses. I don't know if I want to be around a bunch of people that want to like eat my brain though. That's <laughs> yeah, not, that's a good point. Your that's precious not, brain. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's that's a I don't big know about part that. of your and, and 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 we're identity. already kind of yeah and and you know I mean at the same time though it's like you know it's good to have a restart button but um you know what that's just a lot of craziness going on you know i don't know 
It depends on what zombie you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. So now, now the cranberry fun. zombie is a great song. So I'm oh, have to say, good point. You know, okay. So song zombie good, serving zombie good, eating brain zombie bad. Correct. Yeah. Got it. I agree. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Good. Well, you know, I never thought to take it down to that level, that, but that's I'll how, have that's to how start we do doing it here. That. Yeah. That's how we do it. Okay, so I just got into The Walking Dead. Okay. And I just don't want to live in that world. It's just so sad. And I know, like, if the first place that I would go if there were to be a zombie apocalypse is probably Walmart. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. You have all the stuff there. It's fairly well uh, protected, like all the three sides of it, are you, and you could border up the, the front side. Okay. Some, Yeah, yeah. My thing is to get on top of the building because there's a lot of space there. Sure. And kind of like just block off the door or the entrance to outside. Mm -hmm. So then I'd be okay. I have a lot of space. I can oversee a lot. You know, there's time. Are you I concerned you're sharing this plan with everybody on the radio and the podcast, and now they're going to know what to do, and now you're going to have a bunch of people on that roof with you? The horrible and great thing about Walmart is that there are so many. So I implore all of you, you know, to find one to stake out. Okay, at. good. Yeah. But you got yours. Right? Yeah, yeah, you for sure. That location out? will not be. Okay, we're not going to say which one. Correct. Got it. That's good. I'm, I'm more on the vampire side of the fence, so okay. zombies are lower undead. I'm, I'm not real fond of them. Gotcha, gotcha. So you rank, okay, so vampires are near the top, at the top, as far as the undead goes? Yeah. Zombies are the bottom dwellers? I, I'm going to put them toward the bottom, but I'm going to say yield reanimated skeletons as oh, you call yeah. probably be lower because they, they don't have any meat on their bones. Literally, yeah, but they're, I like they're them nothing. better. They're better dancers, I feel like. That's true. Dem bones. Yeah. Dem bones. Yeah. And then what other undead creatures are there? What's well, I mean, that would be the core group. You could you could get into the, you know, ye old D D monster manual of all the let's subtle gradations, yeah, but yeah, let's yeah, not yeah, do yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's ever gonna, you know, really happen, or at least I sincerely hope it won't. But yeah, there's uh there's something to be said. It's definitely become a, a big trend to, uh, or the kind of the hot thing, the hot monster in the last decade is the zombie. Walking the monster. The monster, yeah. Yep. The Walking Dead definitely ushered in a, an era of zombie uh, awesomeness, but that's, uh, yeah, I'd say that's that. Do you have a preference on your monster? Like, is there a, a cinematic universe that you would prefer? Uh, so we had, obviously, vampires were big for a while. Uh, we have put zombies now. Maybe we'll go back to... I'm, I'm personally waiting for werewolves because I'm Greek and I'm covered in hair. Keanu Werewolfy, yeah, which is so, awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, you know... Uh, Maybe some Bigfoot. I don't know that they're necessarily monsters. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't want to label it's like any creatures. Yeah, I mean, yeah, let's not get... You, know, yeah. you don't want to alienate any of the, the monster segment. But do you have a preference? I mean, you're in the entertainment industry. Do you have a preference on... Okay, what would, what, what's the next hot monster? Hot monster. Well, yeah, that's a really tough thing to call, honestly. I'm glad that the vampire thing has moved on because that seemed to get, that was way too hot for too long. Yeah. And then they're cool. I mean, they can, you know, they can be very smooth and suave and then they're very barbaric as well. But yeah, no, honestly, I don't know what the, uh, maybe the swamp monsters and yeah, bring those back. Oh, yeah. yeah, we did have the, um, uh, the shape of water. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah so yeah, maybe yeah. that'll be the fish monsters will be next. Yeah. He, uh, he could Good be job. bringing it back for us. Yeah. I'm hoping, well, got a lot of fish monsters that listen to the show. So if, hey. if you guys are listening, you're next. Hello, all fish monsters. Nice job. It's Halloween season. 
You I know, guess is how you put it. Sure. It's a lot of horror movies this this week. And mm-hmm. guess what we have? And I, I let me just reiterate horror. Because mm. sometimes it does say it sounds yeah. like I'm saying something H-O-R-R-O-R. else. H O R R O R. Got it. Horror movies. Horror. Friday the thirteenth <laughs> is this uh Friday. Oh wow, I believe. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, in October. Now a lot of these movies have been overdone, right? Like you basically have the same plot every time. Mm. So what I'd like to do is pitch you a bad business idea movie or a okay. bad movie idea. I'm okay. not sure how to put it, but this is a little bit different. Mm. So this is just a, a pre-bad business idea. Okay, idea. So this is, you may like this and you may not. Do it. You don't have to pick it. So let me set this up. I'm the producer here. Yes. Got it. Yes, I'm pitching you this idea okay. and you're choosing to produce it or not. A child's doll mm. cursed and inhabited by the soul of a murderer. Oof. It's been done, right? Okay. Has it, though, in this way? What's his ultimate plan? To create an army uh-huh. of other dolls, of take over the world, what else? kill all humans, all that thing. You know what the problem is, though? No. It's 2017. What are kids not buying anymore? Toys. Yeah, mm. they're not. Guess who just declared bankruptcy? Uh, toys are us, as Look a matter at you of fact. knowing yes. current knowing events. Knowing things, yeah. Yeah, that's nice. Sometimes it So this doll is looking around going, like, this is my worst nightmare. No one's buying... Right. You know, dolls sad, anymore. Yeah, it's very so sad. what do I do? And what does he do? He goes to Toys R Us. Okay. He joins them as a marketing executive. Oh. <laughs> because who better to sell toys than a then toy? <laughs> right? Okay. He's successful. He helps turn the company around. So that's act one. So mm. he realizes he's going out there. He's murdering people. He's got this whole thing, this, I don't know, this this ceremony mm together he's ready to do it realizes there's no dolls so he goes to toys r us act two he's really lost his way he's more interested in marketing mm-hmm. promotion sales he gets caught up in life doesn't yeah he? and yeah. what about his true passion there's no time for murder anymore. there's zero time for murdering <laughs> right existential crisis for him. we really struggle right and you know where we see this the most this is illustrated in a corporate retreat where guess what they do trust falls and guess what mm. he catches people Wow. Who is he That's anymore? beautiful. Right? So, the third act. Okay. Finally, wow. everything third falls act. into place. Okay. Last quarter sales are through the, through the roof. Oh, wow. <laughs> Dolls are selling like hotcakes. Everyone wants right. them. Right. And they're all over the place. He's ready to take over the world. And guess what happens? Oh, jeez. Don't tell me. They offer him the CEO role. Wow. Yep. He realizes that's what he wanted all along. Not a murderous army of scary death dolls. Yes. But to lead a Fortune 500 company out of bankruptcy. Right. He wanted to flourish. Yeah. That's what he really wanted. That's what he really this wanted. This is the American success story plus Chucky. Plus Chucky. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to say it because I think it's trademark, but yeah. Oh, darn. Yeah, okay. it's fine. <laughs> uh, okay, but then, so that's the end of the movie. Uh-huh. After credit scene, guess what happens? Kills people. No, he's oh. fired because Toys R Us Jeez. has a data breach. Ooh. And he's held responsible. Okay. So guess what? Sets up the sequel. Okay. Yeah. So maybe he goes back I to like murdering. That. Okay. And then he goes and works for Equi. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> equilibrium. Yes. Yes. He is equilibrium. <laughs> I'm not a very bright us. person. It's kind of you to invite me on. So that's uh, fine. You can say whatever you want. Uh, what do you think about that as a horror movie? I think that is really a great idea. I think that's just brilliant. Okay. I love it. That, right. that is a, I mean, I don't know if loving it is bad for a bad business idea or if loving it is good for a bad business idea. Yeah, but I, I would definitely no see that movie. 
Yeah, so I, I would out. green light it. Is my, you oh, would you have all my it. money. Yes, that's okay. going to be a movie in my studio. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Happy Halloween to a certain degree. My name is Nick Jurgudio. I'm your host today and every week from 7 to 9 a.m. on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. This is a special edition of To a Certain Degree where we're just taking some clips from past episodes that are frightening. Frightening for a number of reasons because they emote a certain reaction from people like zombies do. Zombies are very frightening and we heard takes on zombies from Derek and Brian Demeter, Ashley Renee, Jennifer Ritter, and Ryan Forrestal. Just now we heard my pitch on a reboot of Child's Play that I was pitching to Michael Christakopoulos. And at the beginning of this set, if you will call it that, Rhett Withy, where I was pitching a movie a very scary movie about a mysterious fog. Aren't all fogs mysterious? We don't know where they come from. I'm not a scientist. Up next, more thoughts on zombies, more scary movies. In fact, one is about a zombie apocalypse. A different reason someone may want to start a zombie apocalypse, because do we ever really talk about that? Why we start zombie apocalypses? Zombies apocalypse? Is that the plural? I'm not sure. But first, Robo Ono, friend of the show and amazing artist, Robo Ono, with a very seldom seen type of movie for Halloween, the buddy comedy horror film. What's the hallmark of every good horror movie? Uh, you, the you one know, thing you have to have. You need a, a seemingly uh, invincible uh, antagonist to be chasing you down. That's exactly <laughs> right. You need that awesome villain. Yeah. And as you know, we sometimes recycle that villain. That villain comes back a million times, like Saw. Yeah. I think the the bad guy from Saw died in the second movie, and they made seven more since, or yeah. however many it is. Yeah, if you've got a yeah. So Jason's <laughs> come back a million times. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and it's usually the same. They're in the same area, right? Mm -hmm. Like Freddy has the Elm Street area. Uh, even though Jason came back and he may have gone to Manhattan and he may have gotten to space <laughs> and all that other stuff, his heart lies at Camp whatever it is. Yeah. Right? I almost said Camp David, but wherever he's from. And they keep so this unstoppable killer, right? So this is our movie. I'm you, you ready? Mm -hmm. This unstoppable killer. The government finally figures it out. And they say, okay, we have this unstoppable killer. Let's, let's not let people go there anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but then the killer just gets madder and madder, so they realize they have to satiate. Satiate? Satiate him, yeah. Yeah, thank you. Uh, so what this executive, this kind of slimy executive, comes up, maybe Paul Reiser, because he did so well in Alien 2, uh, comes <laughs> up and says, you know what? And also in Stranger Things uh, Season 2, Paul Reiser, bad guy. Uh, yeah, spoiler alert. Spoiler yeah. alert. <laughs> Paul Reiser is in this movie, in this show. Uh, so they basically set up uh, a border around it, and they put in criminals, and they broadcast this. It becomes our reality TV show of the future. Okay. Where you have a Jason-like uh, killer killing inmates and condemned people and things along that mm -hmm. nature. But it's not that movie. It's not going to be like a reflection on reality TV or, you know, the, 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 uh, the executive getting his comeuppance for doing this in the first place. It's going to be a buddy comedy. So here's what I'm thinking, <laughs> sort of a casting. I'm going to go ahead and cast it early. I don't usually like to cast my movies early. I'll be honest with you. Okay. The Rock 
And, of course, Kevin Hart. You're going to be a billionaire. <laughs> yeah. So The Rock is playing the villain. Kevin Hart plays his first friend. So he's okay. never had a friend before. And now they're going to go on a road trip. Okay. So Kevin Hart somehow helps him escape. So maybe Kevin Hart works at the facility and uh, uh, The Rock's uh, the character, the killer, gets out. And he remembers, The Rock does, what it means to live for the kill rather than kill to live. That's okay. the message in yeah. all of this. All right. yeah. yeah. Now, uh, so what they're going to do, there's just, I just kind of sketched out a couple of scenes. So obviously he's going to need some clothes. The Rock is going to need some new clothes. Uh, so they go and they do a makeover. And so he gets some nice clothes and Kevin Hart's happy and he tries to put his machete in his pocket. And it doesn't really work. It rips through. And, and, yeah, oh. and Kevin Hart says something like, just happy to see me, huh? Uh. And then everybody laughs and then The Rock kills everybody who laughs. Yeah. I'm trying to envision the score yeah. that would accompany this. Yeah, uh, oh, it would be really good. Yeah, yeah. I think we got to get John Carpenter on that one. Uh, if he's still alive. Is he still alive? Uh, no. No. Oh, darn it. Okay, so whoever the next John Carpenter is. Uh, so now Rock needs to help Kevin, because obviously if you're going to have a buddy comedy, they have to help each other. Mm. So Kevin has trouble meeting women, so he goes on Tinder, and the Rock helps him, because who better to know how to get women or whatever you're interested in than The Rock, who's seen many, many people hook up right before he murders them. Oh, we're not going to breach the fourth wall and bring his actual character in real life into play here, where he... Which character? The the character where he's super buff. The The, the Rock. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> okay. We're going to bring him into play. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. And then uh, eventually The Rock has to go back. Uh, but really, he's, he's not only learned about himself, he teaches Kevin Hart a lot. Mm -hmm. That sometimes you have to take your mask off if you're ever going to really connect with anybody. <laughs> Whether you kill them or not. <laughs> and then The Rock murders Kevin Hart. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Did you just spoil your own movie? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Because I'm setting up the sequel. There's going to be a sequel. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be more of a Thelma and Louise sequel. My favorite kind of zombie is a voodoo curse zombie. Okay. And so it's sort of uh, very mysterious as to how you got to be a zombie. A and little bit golem-like, a little bit... Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, like a gaunt kind of uh, a ghoul, essentially. Like and it, being controlled. Yes, being controlled by some nefarious uh, person behind the scenes. So I, actually, I, I did a webcomic in 1997, 98 with one of my first business partners, who yeah. I will not be named. <laughs> and, um, but he is now a zombie. Yes, he is now a zombie. He <laughs> should be. Uh, but yeah, anyway, so that that was, uh, I had, it was actually a Cajun restaurant uh, in New Orleans that was burned to the ground, almost burned to the ground. Everything was blackened, including the restaurant, and that was the joke. Uh, but they both got turned into zombies, and they, so they ran. They reopened the restaurant as, as a, zombies. Well, zombies on the top floor and humans on the bottom floor, <laughs> and there was two different menus, and they had live meat coming into the back for the zombies upstairs. It was it was a it was a crazy comic. I love zombies. Um, my best friend, I would say, is a zombie connoisseur, if you will. Okay. Um, a zombie aficionado. Yes. Yeah. Pretty much every video game he's played. Um, and I believe that there are several different types of zombies. Sure. If you'd like, you can just scrap your notes. We can talk about this because I think this is far more important than riding your bike and growing You're gonna food. You're going to dig into <laughs> zombies. Yeah. 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 I think my favorite type of zombie... Um, I like the chemical, like radioactive, 
uh, issue where people are coming out of their graves and like coming to life. There's that type of zombie. So classic George Romero. Exactly. That's my favorite. Yeah. It's like, oh no, there was some type of leak from the power plant that seeped into everyone's water supply. And now people are going crazy and dead people are coming to life. And, And typically slow moving. Right. Um, Do you care for fast-moving zombies? Oh, man. It's a tough it one. It makes for a better movie. Um, it definitely haunts me more. Mm. Um, 28 Days Later and, and everything. Oh, sure. It made me feel really great to watch that movie because it made me 100% <laughs> terrified down to my core. Um, but the slow-moving zombie to me is more realistic yeah. because they're dead. So their bones and muscles are all decomposing so right. or have already been decomposed. So they can't outrun me. I'm at my prime as far as physically, believe it or not, I am. And okay. well, <laughs> and I wouldn't have any other reason to I went to the gym yet. yesterday. Great. Okay. Okay. I want everyone to know that. I drove no. by a gym yesterday. <laughs> but what I'm saying is if a zombie's coming for me, I'm going to outrun it. It's dead. So nice. It's dead. What about the zombies as a uh, metaphor for how we're becoming? Because that was the original intention, right? Mm -hmm. George Romero talks about that before he passed away Mm -hmm. about how, you know, we, and today's it's perfect because we could talk about cell phones and we could talk about the connection to electronics and Mm -hmm. how we're always looking at these things and we're addicted to these things. Mm -hmm. Is that part of the reason you like it so much or do you just like, the scare. Mm. Um, okay, so if we're talking metaphorically, 100% my favorite thing about working in a nonprofit world where you're trying to teach people is that exact thing that I feel most people right now are coasting through life thinking mm-hmm. that the white picket fence is the American dream and they're kind of sleepwalking. And I love shaking someone to their core, whether I'm speaking at a conference or I'm having a one-on-one conversation over coffee, making someone believe that their ways are wrong and that they need to wake up and take action and they have that epiphany moment. That's the best part of the job. I don't think, I think there are too many zombies out there who want to wake up and go to work and come home and just veg on the couch and That's their life. And that's the reason why almost every single problem on this planet right now is where it is. It's because of people like that. Zombies, a big demographic for us, listenership. So if you guys are listening, uh, go ahead, take some action. Come on. (laughs) Wake up. There's an antidote out there. Even though it'll never happen. It could happen. Zombies cannot happen. It could happen. Biologically speaking, there's no chance it'll happen. I think it might happen. Okay. <laughs> I, I thought, I honestly thought it might have happened last night. I don't know if you lost your power. No. Uh, we went to bed like early. Yeah. Like, uh, like I'm a, glad you did because okay. you had to get up super get early. Get up super early charged for, for the radio. Uh, we went to bed like at 11 and I think I probably went to sleep like at 1130. And around uh, 3 o'clock I woke up and it was deadly hot. And there was... the. In my world, I need like a fan and there's like a wave machine that makes these soothing yep. bird and wave yep. noises. And I sleep with like a, I, I call it nocturnal sleeping equipment. It's basically a mask. And I, um, which is dumb because I have a fan going and the wave machine going. I also sleep with earplugs in. 
which makes no sense, but I can't sleep with all these things. Anyway, I woke You've up. You gotten used to sleeping that way, and that's how you sleep. I woke yeah. up. I woke up with. Uh, I I I, uh, I couldn't hear anything because there was no noise, <laughs> and I was really hot. And I realized the fan was off, so uh, I went out into the hallway in my underwear, which is gross. And, and I uh, wait. The, you going out in your underwear is gross, or it, your underwear is gross? No, no, my underwear is fine. I, okay, I, I took okay. A just wanted to make sure. I showered for this and put on a fresh pair of underwear. Great. Last night, uh, but I I <laughs> walked into the hallway, and the we have an alarm, a very big alarm, in case you're trying to rob my house or kill me because I said something offensive in my podcast. There's an alarm and there's the AC, which is usually lit up and neon and beautiful. And uh, it wasn't lit Nothing up. Nothing was working. And immediately I went into my head, the zombie apocalypse has started. That's where you go. Don't look out the window. And then I looked out the window and I noticed like all my neighborhood was very, very dark. And then I got very frightened. You didn't notice anybody shambling around? No, I didn't though. see any. Okay. And I, I'm a fan of the fast zombie. I'm not a fan of it. Like I think it'll eventually kill me. Yeah. But but I'm I'm I I like the fast zombie. I don't like the slow walking zombie because I can I, like with a long stick I could push the slow like a like a rake. I right. Could, I could push right. the slow walking zombie. It's too comedic. The fast zombie frightens. You want to be horrified? Yeah, yeah. The yeah. fast zombie will get me because I don't. I'm not going to run. Uh, where are we going on this? So, uh, so last night oh, you last, thought the like, fast zombies were coming. Yeah, I just for a minute. But then I, 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 I live over by uh, Baldwin Park, which we refer to as Fancy Town. Yep. Yeah, uh, I, I could see the lights of Fancy Town, so I, I knew I was relatively safe. So you could always get to Fancy Town. I think I the, could. I think the I zombie could. walls will go up. Well, at I, some I point. didn't think the world was ending because there were lights in Fancy Town. I, you know, my section, yucky old Audubon Park. No, I love my neighborhood. I, I, I wouldn't change it for a thing, except for I wish I had power in the middle of the night. Yeah. Uh, um. But I, I, uh, I looked and I could see the lights of Fancy Town. Doesn't that sound like like a, a song that that uh somebody would write? The lights the of Fancy lights Town. of Fancy Town. Yeah. We're um, still on. Uh, zombies. Uh, as a thing that I'm afraid of. I don't want them, so that would be soda. soda. But yeah. uh, as a concept that I think is interesting, scotch. Okay. Yeah. Very good. I know. Zombie. I'm I'm cool with zombies. I'd say read them. I used You're to watch. Zombies. Yeah, I used to watch Walking Dead, but it was kind of like run away, and then it was like make a settlement, get attacked, run away, and it was kind of the same thing over and over. But I like how it's almost an RPG. <laughs> it is an RPG <laughs> because it's just the same repetitive action. Four things, yeah. Carl. <laughs> I mean, yeah. No, I'm still. I still think zombies are cool, though. Okay. Like, I wouldn't want to be chased by one, but I can get down with that. And right. isn't Jesus kind of a zombie when you think about it? Yes. <laughs> it's like you had to like inhale for a second and like think. About how he no, shares. he's yeah. I mean, but he would be a zombie, right? In, I mean, in he wouldn't have like all like screwed up flesh the, and everything. Right, right, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm down with that. Okay, for sure. We're all down with zombies on some level. <laughs> this is a story about a man, a simple man, a maker of sorts, but mostly an internet millionaire who wants to be a billionaire. So he starts building things, wonderful things that he says will help the world. Some things can actually be built. Some are a little aspirational, but his investors think he hung the moon and that he can take people to the moon and create super fast transportation and energy production, all while improving the environment. So 
I don't know if this is similar to anybody that you know or anybody that's out there. No idea who you might be referencing. If it is, it's completely coincidental. Yes. Eventually, this entrepreneur, who won't be named, realizes that he may have overpromised and that he's going to underdeliver. And so uh, what he's really looking at is should he, you know, confess and make more realistic promises, maybe lose a couple of billion dollars in the process, uh, which he ends up thinking, no, that's not really an option. He doesn't want to give up his money just because he didn't earn it. He realized that the problem isn't him and the promises he makes. It's the people who can't keep up with his visions, right? Just like the rest of us. So this is a very relatable guy. I think is what I'm getting to. So what is he supposed to do? No, I'm asking. Oh, wow. wow. Uh, no, I've got it. I've got it. He goes a horror to his, movie, so you yeah. can't get creepy here somewhere. He's go, yeah. He goes to his biotech division, mm-hmm. and he says, guys, whip me up a zombie apocalypse. Because if I don't have any shareholders, mm-hmm. then they won't hold me accountable. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Now, uh, not just not the cure. Just the zombie apocalypse. I'm going to take a rocket to Mars or to the moon or something else. Hopefully it works. I'm going to get out of here. So that's his way of doing it. So they come up with the first version of the virus, and they release it 12-monkey style, like in the airports and All stuff. Right, good, good. Uh, but other than some extra flu outbreaks, doesn't really do anything. Mm. So even this, they're having problems with. You can't live, live up to his own zombie apocalypse. second version is worse in that it's better. It actually makes people more healthy. And more willing to buy electric cars from him, which he's having trouble producing. So it really backfires altogether. Third virus makes everybody's feet itch, no zombie outbreak. The fourth, some bleeding from the eyes, not a big deal really in the long run. Nothing makes brains seem like a good alternative meal option. Okay. So what is he going to do? He's at his lowest point in here. Creditors are probably going to be knocking at the door, which are a lot like zombies, but not really, not the zombies that he wants. When a zombie outbreak actually happens, but not his. So guess what? He's mad. So he comes up with the cure. And then all of a sudden, he's just saved the world. So it doesn't matter if his electric cars don't work, the trucks aren't coming out on time, the rockets don't go off as scheduled. Because There's a plot twist. The crazy guy turns into the hero. Yeah. I like it. So he saves the world. And then there's an after credit scene. Because we need to set up for the sequel. Is there shawarma? There's no shawarma. Although, uh, now I'm hungry. Thank you for that. You're welcome. I appreciate that. Uh, They're having a parade in his honor on his cars. On his self-driving cars. Okay. That become sentient. Ooh. Right there. Mm -hmm. And that's where it ends. Because guess what? Sentient car movie is the second one. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. I don't I don't know that that actually qualifies as a horror movie. It was uh It's it sounds like a psychological thriller yeah. more than a horror movie. Okay. This, yeah. those are good notes. Any other notes? Cuz psychological the thriller Should and we a have horror more movie zombie? are two different genres. Should we have more zombies? Well, if, if it's going to be a horror movie like Yeah, like, there should be a more a uh, more body count. Oh, okay. Yeah. More body count. Yeah. Got it. More violence. Yes. Gratuitous nudity. Yeah. She didn't seem convinced on that one. Yeah, I don't think yeah, so. How no. about you? It's more the, you the blood, guts, the gore, the thing that messes with your head than, you know. Okay. All right. That's very dark and disturbing. I, uh, I like dark and disturbing. Uh, yeah, I met him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, I thought, I thought you were going to say he uh, he goes and buys Soylent. 
and then actually makes, makes true soylent people. makes it out of people mm-hmm. from you know takes his takes the people that are supposed to go to Mars takes the people that are supposed to buy the cars oh. and then turns them into soylent and then feeds them to everybody else. I like that. So if you're open to ideas, uh, I'm way uh, open to ideas. You know now. I mean, it's called bad business ideas. So I'm obviously it's part of it, I guess. Yeah. I, you I'm know, hey, let's 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 crowdfund the movie. Let's do it. Okay. Good. We know lots of great local filmmakers. We do. Perfect. Local filmmakers, hit me up. All these ideas are somehow still available. My name is Nick Jorgudio. You're listening to a certain degree. That was Candy and Ian Cole with that pitch at the end there with someone who is like, but not exactly a person whose name might rhyme with Felon Tusk. That was subtle. Before that, we heard a bunch of people talking about zombies and their like or dislike of said undead. Jim Inziello, Lee Perry, Peter Von Dvorsky, and Emily Mazura were in that grouping. And then starting us off with a buddy comedy horror film, which is really an underused and underutilized genre, Robo Ono. If you missed any of the show or you would just like to hear more from some of these amazing Orlando people, go to a website called toacertaindegree.com. All the episodes are there, including information about this one and who is on it and why they haven't called me back yet. I'm just kidding. That information is not there. I just don't know why they haven't called me back yet. You guys, uh, I'm here. I'm here for you. And I'm here every Monday from 7 to 9 a.m. Also, wherever you get your podcasts, just search for To a Certain Degree. Thank you so much for listening. And this is WPRK 91.5 FM.